Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 395. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We're we about to change the name to just the, the MMA Las Vegas show. We, 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 ain't, we ain't going on the road, baby. We home here in Las Vegas. It's 80 degrees. Beautiful October afternoon here in Las Vegas. And uh, God bless everyone that made the journey over to Abu Dhabi. I cannot wait to watch this fight card. But let me tell you. I'm glad I didn't have to travel 26 hours to get there. I'll just watch it on TV. Hell no. I know you don't miss it either. No, I don't I don't miss <laughs> I don't. that one. I mean, I'm looking forward to go over to New York because I oh, actually yeah. kind of like New York, so that one will be fun. But it's funny, you know, I know a lot of our, you know, esteemed colleagues love to be on the ground and be there. And I, and it's funny because uh, Jose Young's, oh, look God at love him. God bless Dude Jose was, Young's. He's been like, I want to go, I want to go here. And he, he bitches every time they don't send him somewhere. So he's like, I'm going to Abu Dhabi. And then immediately travel woes started. And I was just like, see, bro, see what you wanted? You wanted to do this. If if you are not following Jose Youngs on Twitter and following his journey to get over there where his flight kept getting moved and canceled and delayed, and I think he wasn't even sure he was going to make it, and then he gets there and it turns out they they confiscate all his gear and make him wait for a couple hours while they go I didn't even know that. I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah. They held his gear. I just saw that he, he was saying, I've never been so stressed out. I'm just like... Remember what you asked for. <laughs> I didn't hear about that part, but that's yeah. kind of a uh, – Look, uh, no, listen, you're I was going right. to rag him about what was happening here because when he, he canceled his, his – when they canceled his fight, I was like, bro, I got a spare bread room. You, you let me know. I'll come, whatever. You'll get a kick. And he's like, oh, you know, well, Brett's on our flight. He got canceled too, so I'm just going to stay at his place and his wife's going to take us. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Make sure you get some social media pics while you're over there at Brett's house. <laughs> here I am stuck in Vegas with ESPN's Brett Okamoto. Like, <laughs> make sure you get your shit in there. <laughs> he big times you, huh? He oh, big he totally. Time. And I was just like, fuck you, the room's closed next time. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. No, you know what's funny? I mean, uh, joking aside, like, I mean, obviously covering all the the, uh, the Fight Island cards and, you know, the return from, uh, you know, from the pandemic and, and just all that was going on, man. I mean, that felt like an honor. Like, we were actually, like, covering history. It felt like a special time. But now it's just a 26-hour journey for one week, you know? I mean, and, and it's a hell of a fight card. But you know, the other I'm thing. I'm sure too- every time you guys were in that bar hanging out, it was just you guys were like, guys, let's just rejoice again about the honor of being here. Oh, those those another couple rounds, please. Twelve dollar frosty beverages. <laughs> those twelve dollar frosty beverages over or the, there. The, the, back when they still had the deal. How about when they had the deal? That was a pretty good deal. Okay, now when they had the deal, it was all right. Yeah. When it was two for one, I could I could make that. Or when they had the all you can drink during the, the, all the you could drink. during the soccer games, that was good. But <laughs> Um, you know the other until thing. Until you ruined it, the, it's, it's, and it was definitely us that ruined it. There's well, I, 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 you know what? It wasn't just us because they did, they got rid of happy hours all through the zone. You know what I mean? It wasn't just at the bar that we went to because it started out on the mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. You know what? Actually, we were the ones on the beach too. Yeah, it is. I think. Oh, it was totally you guys. <laughs> I love that you're trying to say it was. I was like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure yeah, it was you guys. Now that I look back, about it, we pretty got happy sure hour canceled in a couple different places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're welcome, Abu Dhabi folks. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, they're yeah. In fact, they're probably rejoicing that we didn't make the journey. Like, thank God that dude didn't show up this time. But listen, we do have some uh, MMA underground representation over there. I want to give a shout out to Abu. Uh, he is Abs Talks One on Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to follow him, you can see the fine work he's doing over there. 
Uh, he's, pass. He's repping the UG over pass. there, man. And, and, you know, handling some business, bringing <laughs> us some some uh, some footage and, and all that. So That's um, cool. He's cool. You guys got some – is he from England or something? He is. Yeah, yeah. He's from England, and uh, he made the trip down there to Abu Dhabi. Obviously, a little bit closer than making the journey all the way from North America, so we appreciate him covering – uh, everything over there, and you can see uh, what he's been doing uh, on our social media feeds and on his own social media feed. If you want to follow him there as well, so I, I just want to give him a big shout out. Because him and Ma- Bond said like the same thing. I love it when everybody like when they at a media day they answer your question, and when, the, when they use the uh, tells me or tells so and so, and I was like, oh, this guy, this UG guy did that. He said tells blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna tease him when John gets here, and then I went over to Bond's. Bond happened to do the same thing. I was like, ah, never mind. <laughs> I, I was like, all anything. these fucking kids. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah, I'll have to coach that one out of my Hey, it was kind of it, funny. When though. it's at the media day, they just said it. All right, they just you, said it. You, you don't. You don't have to say they told me. Okay, we're all They're just like, guys. Quiet, quiet. Don't pay attention to this. <laughs> don't listen to this. This is only to me. <laughs> I love it. I was. It's so funny because I was gonna tease. I was like, oh, your guy over there did this, and I was like. And, of course, our guy that's been doing it a hell of a long longer uh, said the same thing. And I was just like, oh, oh come on. Yes, it's just a media day. They just said it to everybody. It's so okay? funny. But, boy, man, they've been uh, – I love that they uh, brought back uh, open workouts. You know, like it, it's uh, – I like the open workouts. I do, too. I, I, I mean, like the open workouts. The, fa- the fans love it. I, I mean, I, it's a fan event. Yeah. I mean, as much as we bitch about, like, especially after, like, that big media day, you're processing all that stuff, and then they're like, oh, hey, by the way – Let's go take a ride over to the mall, and then we're going to do this uh, open workout thing where it's kind of a pain, logistics, getting in and out. But in terms of content that's cool, that's different, and that it's ultimately for the fans yep. as much as us. Yes, they want us to be there, shoot it, so people back home can see it, and people back home are like, cool, I actually get to see guys working out and how they look fight week. Or they could do like TJ, which I guess just showed up and threw out T-shirts and called it a day. I was like, hey, Bon, is uh, TJ going to get the TJ video? And he's like, oh, nope. He just showed up and threw out T-shirts. I was like, dick. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, like, TJ, I'm like, that's like your point. To me. Maybe, I don't know. Well, see, that's, I hate it when so, fighters – I mean, I, I don't hate it when they don't do it. They're not, uh, not obligated. We've seen fighters, tons of fighters over there. John Jones was well known to, like, never do them, at least towards Dan the Henderson end. Henderson wouldn't do them. Henderson wouldn't do them. Um, I'm sure there's some – Diego that Sanchez print. would do an hour. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we definitely got some extremes you over the years. You go both ways. You go both You know, both but it was kind of cool. I mean, like, and I just always loved it because it was something different, especially nowadays. Right. You, you get to see a fighter sitting at a desk, or you get to see a group of fighters sitting at a desk, but to see them actually moving, rolling, you get to actually see how they look during that fight hey, week. Hey, you know what? If you want to look to the, the, uh, the MMA Junkie YouTube page, what's one of the most viewed videos in the history of the entire YouTube Yoel page? Yoel Romero. The Yoel Romero Open Workout. Yep. You know still, I mean? still constantly. Every month, it gets like still like 40,000, 50,000 views. It's crazy. It's so, it's so crazy. That Yoel Romero workout is legendary. Uh, like, most am, people did not put that workout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I believe that New York's probably going to do them. Um, is that what so, it, Yeah. There's speculation. That's what, I I, that's what I'm hearing I, that New York's gonna do them. I mean, so I like so if you if you look at the history, I mean, open workouts were kind of just at, at first they were almost like educational. You know what I mean? Like they were trying yeah. to get people like to see it. But what's going on? And of course, it was to drive foot traffic. You know, they always put it in, right. a, in a high foot traffic area where people just walk up and they're like, "What is this MMA?" Yeah, stuff? this one was oh, at what? a mall. Yeah, like yeah. when you see the footage, it's at a mall. Oh, it's at Yaz Mall. I saw the footage. Which Yaz reminds mall. me of like uh, Which, uh, in yeah. uh, was it Singapore used to always be oh, in that, yeah, in that, that little that base little area mall. South Korea did it in a mall. Yaz Mall, that mall is crazy, dude. Like, it has two Apple stores, 
it has two Burberries in it. Like it has the that highest end, it, the highest end brands you can possibly think of, and it has like two of them, multiple of them. Like because you really need that in the same. You want the Apple Store South? Yeah. that's clearly just past the food court. That I mean that do that. That's when you realize what Abu Dhabi is all about. Like, bro, let me show you what yeah. we got. We got the flash. Then but, I think about even Brazil. Brazil did it at a mall. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of like UFC open workouts at the malls. open workouts on the beach were pretty cool. Even yeah. though in, in Brazil, Hong Kong, we did it in the mall. Yeah, <laughs> we've, been, we've we've seen a lot of malls around. We've seen the world. a lot of malls covering <laughs> the UFC. But you know, so never it's, bought anything. Except it's funny for maybe be, a drink or food. Oh, we definitely bought some drinks and food. Um, it, it is funny because I, I kind of miss the open workouts too. And I know that as you said, like some fighters. Basically, I think the fighters used to bitch about it because they're like, I don't like. This is not the time I want to work out. Like I, I don't, I right. don't want to put in a normal workout I'm because I want to be working. I'm cutting weight. Yeah. I'm doing all this, but it is, man. It's something special for the fans. I saw, I saw the fans were, were were booing Charles Oliveira, which I mean, I don't know how you boo Charles Oliveira, but I get it. It's against their guy. But I was gonna say it's the same people that were ch- chowing like Islam. Yeah, Islam. <laughs> of course, yeah, of like, course, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Listen, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to see all that's happening over there. I'm just happy to see it from afar. And I'm get to spend some time at home oh, with the family. So and much so. It's uh, I, as you said, I'm I'm still. There's no place I'd rather be on Saturday. When it, once it's fight night, I'll be like, damn, I kind of wish I was there. But taking my kid. Really? To, to, yeah, oh, on fight sitting night. Sitting at your house on fight night no. is such a rare treat. Well, that sit- I'm like, I I love when I'm sitting in my house. I'm just like, this is so cool because it's so different. We're either either at the event, a venue somewhere, or you're at the Apex, or you're at T-Mobile. Right. You know, so it's kind of cool to just actually to just watch, be at watch the home, fights at the house. You know, I'm like, which couch am I going to sit on? Am I am I going to drink tonight, or am I just going to have water? <laughs> nah, Saturday, I'll, Saturday, I'll, I wish I was there because I, I there's no place I'd rather be on fight night than sitting cage side. Oh, and, and well, that's so good. That, oh, uh, but, Mr. I'm Mr. Cage side. But well, you sit in the back of the bowels of a venue, you're like, <laughs> eh. okay, I can watch it on this TV here in a media room, separated from everything else, or I could watch it at home. But then, or I could watch it into this basement, dingy, dark place that smells like <laughs> pee and beer, or watch it at home. You make it sound so glamorous, man, the, the, the life that we live. Oh, I mean, I, I, well, it's just very different for being on, on site, being next to the cage. And being in the back is two totally different it is, worlds. It is two different experiences. Two different worlds. Two, now, the, the benefit of being in the back is that, like, when food. these people have these <laughs> <laughs> closer to the food, <laughs> closer That's to what the I drinks. Was say. I, I know, we have different priorities. Clearly, uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is that you know these people are having these like the most amazing moments of their lives. These victories, they're at, like the highest of highs, uh, and yeah. you get to talk to them and you get to share in that joy and that journey with them. We get to watch you have them. while eating food. <laughs> Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not, you know. That's why it's so funny because a lot of times when I text guys on fight night when they're on the road, the first thing I ask them, I'm like, so what's on the menu? (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, so how's the turnout as well? So ridiculous. I think you used to like put all that stuff on social media, right? Like you, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I'll, and I'll have people send me pictures of like, of like, yo, send me the menu, send me, send me some shots. Oh, dude, it's kind of funny. Yeah, when they hilarious. were in London, that was the first thing I sent to uh, to Oscar and them. I think I sent it to somebody and they didn't respond, so I went to a different media member and was like, yo, I'm not getting a response from so and so. People live there like, is this dude serious? Like, I'm here to work right now and he wants me to go take pictures of the media spread. <laughs> send me the food. Oh, my God. That's the stuff people really want to know about. 
<sighs> All right, USC 280 is this week. Uh, it is a loaded card, man. I, you know, this is one that I, I, I'm really – and I think this is another reason I, I'm kind of – I know I'll be sad on Saturday because this card is stacked top to bottom. Although I will say – 281, I don't know if there's ever been back-to-back pay-per-views in a row that have this feel where it, it's two things, right? It's one thing to just have a stacked lineup, right? When when you have these pay-per-views, and, and the UFC, I think, is is stacking these pay-per-views a little bit more, right? I mean, we're seeing, um, you know, because the fight nights are, you know, a little bit watered down or they're not as worried about making sure that those are loaded with, with big headliners. Like, you know, we talked about it before. Blau Muhammad and Sean Brady could easily be a headliner on a fight night. You know, Caitlin yeah. Chukagian, Manuel Firo could be a headliner. But, you know, Darius, Matos Gamera, all those could be headliners on fight nights. Peter Yan, Sean O'Malley could definitely be a headliner. But you're putting them all together. So that's one thing. You're, you're loading up with names. You're loading up with – but this fight at the top of the bill, man, Charles Oliveira versus Islam Mahashev is such a stylistically intriguing fight to me. It's not not only are these these two guys on these lengthy winning streaks, not only is it, you know, the the title on the line, it, it not only it, it, it's just to me the styles make this fight damn near impossible to pick, man. Damn near impossible. I mean, if there's ever been a coin flip type fight, man, I feel like it's this one. Um, but I'm just going to jump into it now, man. I, I I think Charles Oliveira is being disrespected here as an underdog, man. I, I look if by, Isla, by making him an underdog or well, how big of an underdog. No, I'll just, I mean, look again, and 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 I don't want to say I hate when people say the odds makers are disrespecting. Of course, that means you know you're trying to get money on both sides and and all that. I understand how the odds work, but I just I'm surprised that he has maintained his spot as an underdog. I cannot believe that more people are not jumping on Oliveira as an underdog and and seeing that line get hammered down to where it's even. Or even he's a favorite. I'm a it's little not far. B- I'm a, it's, it's not far away. I'm just a little bit surprised. I, you know, and, and um, I don't know. How, how do you keep? I mean, how do you doubt Charles Oliveira at this point? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think I think I mean, and I'm and you're exactly right. And I know I've done it in the past as well. And then I got to a point where I was like, I'm not gonna ever pick against Charles. And then this fight happened, <laughs> and I went back and forth. And it seems uh, I'm now I think about it. No, maybe it's maybe the co-main event, or no, it's the Peter Yan uh, O'Malley fight and our staff picks that I think I'm one of the only ones that went a certain way. This one I did leave uh, Makachev, uh, and I don't know why, because after going to a point where I was like, I'm not going to go against Oliveira. This is the guy that for so long we were, we've been saying all he needed was a shot to get that title shot, and this is that title shot, and I feel like. As much work and as time and effort and everything that he's put into it, this is his one shot. And I think it was probably the same way for me when I thought when Oliver finally got his shot, I was like, this is what he's been working for. This right. is what he's been working for. How could I not give him that pick? And on this one, that's what I'm going for Islam on this one. And I just think the effort I, – I, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I mean, I think Charles has got a lot of options to really just – be able to kind of, you know, get that striking as striking is picked up, you know, and we've always said, you know, uh, Islam, when he gets guys down, you know, he's, you know, he's very, very dangerous, but Charles is super dangerous oh. once he gets down to the ground, Yes, you know, but it's, it's not like Islam's going to get him down and just try to get top mount and try to do play jujitsu with him. Right. You know, he's, he is going to try to get him against a cage, try to control his legs and then just get him to where he can't move. And then he's just going to pound him. He's just going to pound him like he's done to everybody else until he's able to submit him. Does Charles have better opportunity to defend that with his jujitsu? For sure. But is he going to go in there thinking he wants to knock out Islam and make a make a, a big statement? You know, and that's the point where I think he could 
he can possibly lose it for himself trying to make it a striking only match. Oh, that's a good point. All right, so here's the thing. Number one, I think when people look at this, a big thing they bring up with Islam is they're like, hey, but who has he really fought? I don't think that's a fair argument, right? right? Because he was trying to get fights that wouldn't happen. He had big fights that didn't happen. You know, RDA was lined up a couple of times. Benio was lined up. So, you know, you can only face the opposition that's put in front of you, and yeah. it's not as if – That's willing to fight That's you. right. That's he was the boogeyman. He was the one that nobody yeah. wanted to fight right because he had no name. So I, I, I don't think it's fair to say, well, he hasn't faced that competition, so he's not that good. No, Islam is damn good. I'm just saying, Charles right now – and it's funny, man. You know, I get this vibe from him. You know, he's walking around. You know, we, we kind of crack jokes because it's, it's funny how he says it. But, you know, the champion has a name and it's yeah. Charles. But, but it, to me, it's almost become like this mantra, like this like this Rose Nama Yunus, I'm the best. I'm, it's almost like this affirmation type thing. But, dude, he seems to be having this aura around him right now that's just, to me, a little bit different. And you're talking about finishing Chandler, finishing Poirier, finishing Gaethje. Dude, I, I I don't I I think I'm I think I'm going and listen. But that's like saying, and, do, you, do you think that Islam couldn't done, done the same? Finish oh, every single one of those guys that you just listed? I don't know. Those are tough matchups. They man. are tough matchups. I, oh, that's why this fight. That's why it's so. Because I, I yeah. feel. Because you're right. I'm sitting here trying to make a case why I think I'm going with Charles Oliveira, and then exactly what you say is, but Islam. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. It's tough. It I'm is torn. tough. It is tough. And I, you know, I, I want to. I can't remember how the staff picks because I don't keep the email. But you win Islam. You win Islam. I did go Islam on this you one. Did go Islam. You know, and it's funny because it might rip and bite me in the ass because I told myself before when I, I went against him, I'm never going to go. I'm never going <laughs> to doubt Charles, and here I am saying I'm going to doubt him. I think that's know? where I'm at. I think I think I'm still in the I can't doubt Charles phase. I think that was where I'm at. Which is probably not a bad one, um, you know, because it, but it, it'd be silly for people to say that uh, people are only. Betting the hype train if they're going for Islam. I mean, like that's it's not and, a hype and, train. And, you know, a lot it's of people if they think that that because of oh, you know, well he he, has, he doesn't have the same. He's not actually Habib. You're just betting him yeah. because he's Habib's guy. I mean, this like, is the guy not... that years ago when Habib was still active that was saying this guy is going to be better than me. This is the guy that's going to be a future champ. You know, if the guy that is already in the Hall of Fame before he ever stepped away was like, this is the guy you need to pay attention to. Yeah. I'm paying attention to and, it, and if nothing, and if you don't, <laughs> and he's not just talking up his boy. No, Habib doesn't that's do that. And he, even even if you didn't want to believe that, just because you're like, oh, he's just talking. How about just the fact that they've trained together since they were like little kids? Yeah. How about that? And that who, dude's been going else? with Habib for the last 15 years, right? And who else has Habib ever said that about? Nobody. No one. Right. At all. He's not just blowing hot air up our ass because he doesn't do that. Yep. You know. I mean, like. Uh, I've never, I've never known Habib to be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to talk up the team. I mean, he'll say how his team helps him to get him where he is, whatever. But he's never talked anybody up like Islam, like the way it is. And I think that goes from probably his father seeing something and Habib saying, "You're right." You know, his dad identified something, and both of them pushed them up, and then Habib just bought right in because he's like, "Shit, he's right. Like this guy's the shit." You know. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to give him, you know, I don't feel like I'm giving him just because of the hype of the momentum. I just feel right now what he has, he's just so oppressive. And to your point, I agree. Charles, he's, his mindset is completely just crazy, so super focused. But we've seen a lot of guys buy into their hype a lot of times. and They get caught up in being the champ. You know, the fact that he talks about himself in third person all the time, you know, he's you know, it's hard to not say that he's enjoying that lifestyle. And hopefully the camp, he stayed as hungry as he needed to be to, that got him to that point. And not just the matter of, you know, just blindly 
surrounded by guys that are like, that's enough for today, or yes men right. that didn't push him to where he needed to go. Because this is going to push him as hard as anybody has ever had. When he gets a hold of him, I mean, it's – he just – people don't get him, get his hands off him. Right. You know, and while Charles might welcome that and try to drop to his back, that'll be the wrong move. If he thinks that his back his, – his game from his back is so dangerous that nobody's going to be willing to want to take him to his back, it's going to be silly. And what happens sometimes when some guys are so good, they try to go to the back. Right. They're like, okay, yeah – Take me to the ground. I want to prove that you're not that good. Right. You don't do that with a guy at this level. Nah. You know. I kind of just... see him losing a couple rounds early, like Islam winning a couple rounds early, and then maybe catching them with something late in a, in a scramble or a transition or something. If we see Islam get tired, I mean, I think oh, I think if he's if he's and that's the thing, like if if you're giving up a couple rounds, we're talking about round seven, round yeah, eight. What are we talking it's about? not like he's going to get tired and just all of a sudden be like, oh, okay, I'm just coasting or whatever. I think he's going to be fully trying to go out there and make an impression and try to get him out as quick as possible just to to justify and have people say, okay, we were starting to say – people were starting to say this guy is possibly the lightweight goat over here if he gets through me. And if he goes out there and smashes this dude, all that talk's gone. And then people start doubting, which would be silly to doubt Charles uh, – See, he told you he was never that good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. you know what I, mean? I told you he wasn't very this guy, good. Didn't this guy lose he too? Got lucky. He got lucky. Yeah. He got lucky 11 times in a row. <laughs> uh, all right, listen. Love this main event. I mean, the winner of it is you got to have respect for him. I mean, this is a phenomenal match. That's what everybody said. What about this Alexander Volkanovsky serving as the backup thing? Because i got to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, okay. Remember, first of all, think about what the UFC is doing. I mean, we know that the UFC is contractually obligated to have two title fights on the card when they go to these pay-per-views, which is which was something we've never seen written into a press release and made public before, but they did when they announced it. They said, this partnership, you know, two title fights per pay-per-view. So they got to have it. They got to have a backup in place. Um, so no no problem with that. I, I get that. I t- totally understand it. But for Volkanovski to be the backup, I think is it shows to me that he's a gangster, I guess, that he's willing to do that and go say, I'll fight the one. But it just seems almost like a silly situation to have him in. Like, the dude just got cleared to fight. Like, he's just coming off an injury on his hand. And now we're talking about how dangerous these two dudes are. They're both up a weight class from him, and he's not even big to begin with in terms of, like, height and range. I was going to say, in terms of height, memory, what oh, did he used to be, 225 Yeah, or two, two, 215, 220, <laughs> I think, is he, when he in his rugby. Oh, he's thick. He's thick. <laughs> But it just seems I, – I don't know. It just seems weird. Like, I, I would almost feel like – I think I would almost feel robbed if he stepped in. And like, he, you know, he's yeah. a top pound for – I want to see I mean, we've him. said that time and time again. Anytime they get – they step outside of the division when there is somebody that's right there that shit is deserving, right. which is like what Darius is. Yeah. I mean, like – But I think he's even if as a fan, I would kind of feel robbed. Like, it would almost be like, okay, like – if there's this buildup, Volkanovski's preparing for one guy or the other. He's in training camp for all this time. Yeah. Like he's going for two belts. Like this is amazing. It just it doesn't feel like it would be that. It would just be like, dude, we were getting ready for this awesome fight. Oh, but now instead we got the number one pound for pound Volkanovski guy's going for a second belt. I mean, that's cool. It is kind of, it, it would there feel are no weird. double there, unless I'm forgetting something. There are no double champs right now. The UFC does like the double champs. Amanda Nunes would beg to differ with you, although I guess the I don't know how much, I mean I don't know how much you count the forty five belt. Forty five doesn't exist still anymore. There. I know that's true. All right, so I guess I guess we'll give her that one for that division she's that right. doesn't fight. She, she's the one forty five champion, like I'm the champion of the I underground. I like life. the underground staff pick champs. That's what she's. That's what it's like being the forty five. <laughs> she's like, but there's nobody there's else. No one there. Wait, let me let me pull up that uh, category on the UFC page. Oh, do I do so, I see anything? It looks so dumb that they have it. Uh, there. Do you have it? I mean, it, it's. 
it's just I get it where they want to keep another potential like a champ versus a champ. They always love champ versus champ. Even this, I mean, the interim versus the for this vacant. You got you got a guy that's worth this, this, this. You got Aljamain. You got Peter Young. You got all these former champs. I think they still put so much value to a person that was a champ or has a champ as opposed to this perennial contender that's right there right. that should be the rightful guy to step in. But, I mean, who doesn't love, a, a, you know, a champ versus a champ, you know, stepping in? And, and, and let alone Volkanovski, he's just got that – he's got swag. I oh, love Darius. I love Darius. I love Darius, oh, too. But Volk, Volk's just got a swagger, man, that would be so fun to just see him be able to step in and actually – try to do something. But wouldn't you want to see it like on a full training camp, on a I'm only getting ready for this guy kind of thing. You know what I mean? This just feels like it would be You see what I'm saying? Like I just feel yeah, like it wouldn't get the the build and the and and and, and even so him. It's like you're would, saying he doesn't train at, when he's not in fight <laughs> camp. So is, that, is John Morgan saying Alexander Volkanovsky doesn't train? No. Clearly as a backup, there's no way he's there's been in the no gym at all. Like he's, he's just sitting at home cooking, <laughs> doing his doing his cooking segments, cooking with Volk. <laughs> but I mean, I like just eating that Vegemite stuff. Just, just, yeah, clearly that's all you do down there in Australia. You just pet, eat Vegemite. Pet pet koalas, <laughs> eat Vegemite. Oh, another and have fastas. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. I just, I just, I don't know. Like that to me would be like a fight that needs to be built and that we need to lead up to. Not like. Oh, by the way, in 24 hours, the number one pound yeah. for pound guy is on the car. I don't know. Just it's not like he's ever going to talk smack. It's not like we're going to get a whole bunch of True. smack talk out of like a full fight camp. But I get it. If you don't want to have any excuse to say, okay, yeah. he wasn't fully ready, yeah. he wasn't fully prepped, or whatever. But in the same sense, if Benio was the, you know, if he, it's not like he's been training for any particular person either. So right. nobody's been. But with that, I feel like it's like. Dude, this is your chance. You gotta seize it. You know what I mean? Where if you're already yeah. a champ to move up a division, this isn't really your ch like. Why is the dude that's a champion in another division yeah. the number one pound for pound guy or whatever? Like, why is he the one that has to step in on 24 hours? I don't know. I, I, just, I don't. I don't. Maybe, I don't love the situation. I guess, but I'm not taking away from Volkanovski. You know yeah. I mean? But but you know what the good news is? Nobody's gonna miss weight. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't no, matter. Nobody's going to miss it. What happens is it doesn't matter. No, wait, no. And look, I, I still – Or could it? I still, I still am not convinced that Charles Oliveira missed weight last time. Like I said, I mean, we've talked about it at Nazi. I don't want to go into it, but I, but I will just remind people. What I was told from people that were with him was he went, sweated during that hour, peed during that hour to the point that, like, once he peed, everybody was like, oh, that, like people were like actually cheering his pee because yeah. they were like yes, and then he comes down and weighs the exact same thing, which is yeah. physically impossible. So anyway, I just I think it was a scale uh, a malfunction. We won't, I won't even say it was an operator error. Which, you know those things they, they don't work. Sometimes. I think this scale in Abu Dhabi is going to work just fine. I, I should hope so. Hopefully, Smee doesn't like as he peed and whatever and he was walking toward the scale like here brother here you worked hard here have this drink of water before you get up on the scale you, you look parched take some of this monster energy <laughs> water have this monster energy you look parched brother uh but you're right i mean oh man how but how terrible would that be if something people would just be calling shenanigans it would just be a nightmare but i would think yeah both both fighters i think anybody if you're going for belt bro come in a pound under don't even don't even try to hit that champ weight 35, 55, B34, B54, don't mess around. Don't yep. mess around. Don't try to play the 55s because you're right. There there could be scale, weird shit going on. Give yourself, go early. Um, but, yeah, 
I hope I hope there's nothing. We'll knock on wood. I know. I kind of right forgot here, all about it. Then you brought it back. Right I was like, here. oh fuck, did we just jinx it? We just put that out in the universe. But I mean, if okay, here's okay. Now here's a question for you. There's no, there's no. I mean, there's a vacant title on the line, right? I right. mean, there, so the, if Charles Oliveira misses weight, somebody could swap in. Do they it. even put in Volkanovski, or do they just leave the fight the same? Like, would you put Volkanovski? Like, would you only put Volkanovski in if? Somebody gets hurt, or because it's not like you'd be well, stripping. Well, still only one person would still be eligible. It'd still only to win. be Oliveira eligible to win. So you yeah. would, so you'd go I, ahead. You still swap, and still yeah, because you want you want you want the winner. You want to walk away with the belt. To walk away with the to, belt. To not still have a vacant title. Then you, yeah, that's it. Because then then it's like, what's the point? We're still vacant. You know, you're like, eh. why did we do this whole thing and we still don't even have yeah. a champion? Yeah, you're I right. Mean, you're right. You know, there's every possibility that Benio Benio will still try to get to 55. Because what if Volk can't say something happens? And Volk fucks up, and he's not able to make weight. Super Neil, you still got to hit 55. Benio's got to hit 55 on the nose. You know, and, and, and twofold. Number one, just in case. Because there's no guarantee. Just in case. There's no guarantee. And number two, just to send a message. Yep. You know what I mean? You'd be like. I was yeah, ready. I was ready. I was, I was ready. I was the one that should have been called. You yep. know what I mean? So, you, yeah, you got to hit 55 yep. for those. But that would be crazy if you're like. <sighs> Crazier shit has happened. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, well, one even in Vegas when, uh, where they have great hotels, and they have other stuff. Shit still happens here. Yep. You know, a lot of the fighters have said like there's times where the hotel something breaks down with the spa, something whatever. So even in the location here where you're in the states, you're like, okay, what can happen? Now they're on the road thousands of miles away. Of course, they're staying at these nice places, but shit can happen. I mean, like you never know what's going on. You know, with gear and let alone if stuff has to travel over there, even if they're bringing stuff from London over to Abu Dhabi or they're shipping things around, stuff can happen. I know, know. I know. And look, I'm not trying to jinx anybody knocking wood, but I know like I've heard like the dietitians that are helping them cut and stuff be like, I couldn't get the kind of food that we normally get. You know what yeah. I mean? I was, I was surprised. Oh, I, I went yeah. to the market and I could only, I couldn't find the stuff we normally use. So you're, you're right. You if just never know. I think if you're traveling, especially these places like that, this or even doing any sort of international travel or any travel where you're going to be traveling more than say maybe five hours in a plane you have to go into that week i would think lighter than you normally do mm -hmm. because your body's going to be affected by the travel and then who knows what's going to happen when you're there on the ground you know yep. just got to be prepared and then if a title's on the line bro you got to have your all your t's and Slash and your eyes dotted and have everything better because you don't want to have something like a scale stopping you mm -hmm. before the fight even starts, mm -hmm. you know. All so. right, second title fight, Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. Aljamain was almost – I was kind of surprised to see here a, a fairly – I wouldn't say sizable favor, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a pick him. He's, he's up there around minus 170, I think, is what you're seeing right now. Um, I, think, I think it's – I mean – I'm intrigued with this one as well because, first of all, let me just say, seeing you know, watching the the the, the embedded footage and stuff like Aljamain is shredded right now, yeah, dude. Is. But I mean, obviously T.J. Dillashaw is as well. He's man. ridiculously shredded uh, as well. Those like, two dudes are in shape oh and ready to go. My Lord. But I mean, I do feel like a, a lot of the things point towards Aljamain, right? Like obviously T.J. You know, he's only fought like once in three years. Uh, he's coming off the knee injury. He's coming off surgery. Uh, it's a lengthy return. Meanwhile, Aljamain grappling, especially, you know, Aljamain's been in form. He's had the competition. His grappling, I think, is is on a different level than TJ Dillashaw's. Um, I, I side with Aljamain here, but 
Um, is this a is this is this fight a given to you that like Aljamain's definitely walking away with this, or, or do you or, or which way did you pick? I, I, I lean towards Sterling, but yeah. you know now that I think about, it, I mean I don't think it's a given because you know even either. when we seen the last one, I thought his his performance over Jan the last time was so much more impressive than that first time around. Yes. But there were still glimpses of where you started to see him maybe get a little tired, and he went to the takedowns a little bit too early, and they uh, Jan was able to sort of stuff it down, but then Aljamain was able, able to sort of like muscle out of it and still get the stuff. I just – I don't know what brought that on. I don't know if if it's just to a point of Aljo goes in there and if he tries to use too much force and too much power and too much energy early on that he starts going to these takedowns and it almost starts to look a little bit lazy, you know. Um, TJ's the kind of guy that, you know, in his past at least – um, is another guy that has great cardio, and he usually makes guys pay for it if they start to slow down, if they start to tire. But, you know, like you said, one guy here has been active, one guy hasn't been as active, and even though they both look in incredible shape, um, Aljo's done the body of work lately. So you'd have to think that that guy's cardio and that guy's overall um, preparedness of just being recent to what it needs to be doing these five-round fights and other stuff – He's got that in the in the book right now, and TJ. I mean, I mean, you can't take away from what the guys, the work he's done in the past. It's not like you know he's coming in and he's fresh, and this is his first time going for a belt or anything. I mean, he's as experienced as the rest of them, but um, and he's got certainly got that self belief. Um, we've talked about it over the years, you know, like. A lot of people, you know, in fact, uh, the reason I guess I think about this because even I was reading a quote or whatever that Dana was talking about, you know, different people have gotten popped over the years. TJ's the one dude that, you know, kind of stood up and uh, took his strokes for, for, for doing the wrong shit, you know, and I've always admired that, you know, he went out there and faced the music for, you know, for fucking up and taking shit he shouldn't have. Um, so he's never sugarcoated his career. He's always, you know, just kept his nose to the grind and did the work. So I'm assuming he's going to come here as prepared as as uh, ever. So I think Aljo is going to have a tough, uh, you know, affair ahead of him. That being said, um, Aljo, man, he's just a, he's just been a specimen lately. Mm -hmm. um, that last fight, um, whereas we were a little bit, I was a little bit like that first fight against Jan. I was just like, wow, who is this Aljo cat, man? He, I mean, he just didn't look like himself. It was like, what version of this guy showed up? And then the original Aljo that we thought we knew was in there showed up for the last one and if that guy shows up tj's gonna have a hard night ahead of him mm -hmm. i think tj's gonna give him some good moments um aljo better not think that uh he's just gonna eat uh tj's strikes and punches without um you know repercussions if he if he doesn't keep his tin his chin tucked um tj could hurt him he yeah. can hurt him bad. Dude, when TJ's at his best, he yeah. can absolutely be out. He's striking his fucking but, but we just don't He's got know. great power. Can, can, he, can he still be that guy, right? You yeah. know what I mean? He just, I mean, just came Especially back from the lengthy layoff and then, yeah. Yeah, then has another, sur you know, another surgery in between, yeah. another lengthy layoff. Um, and and it's just, and and listen, I, I'm with you in that I do, and I know a lot of people get mad at this, and, and that like you said, that, that TJ, you know, t it's not fair to give him praise for manning up, but it is the way we want to yeah. hear it. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, even one of the legends of the game, Anderson Silva, like I just hated the you know the tie sex pills yeah. and stuff. You're like, bro, just say you were 40 and you were like. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it, it doesn't make the cheating okay, but at least moving forward, it's okay. But even if you say that, that you say, hey, I respect TJ for owning up to his problems, it does still allow you to have that question. Now, I know he says it was only yeah. that one time, but are we sure it was only that one time? Yeah. You know, we don't we don't know for sure. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. 
I, I, I lean towards Aljamain here, but I agree with you in the fact that, like, you cannot look at this as it's just some guarantee. And no. T- if TJ is on point and executing, he can absolutely beat Aljamain Sterling. I just, I just don't know if that guy is still that guy. And I do think all the things you said about Aljamain, man, it's just physically just looking at him, mentally, like, listening to him, seems like he's dialed in, man. Seems yeah. Seems like he's dialed in. He's just got he's to watch it. I mean, if, if if anybody doubts TJ, even just for the fact of, like, I'm not sure if he's going to make it into the championship rounds, with his power, if he's if he's firing as he can and if Aljo doesn't pay attention, the fight could be over before it ever makes it to the championship rounds. Um, so if people think that TJ doesn't have a chance in this, I mean, it's just silly. It's yep. silly. I mean, power – Get you can keep you into a lot of fights um, once that power starts to wane, and then it's just gonna be it will come down to the cardio and it will come down to who's in the better shape, who's more prepared. Um, you know, I can't remember what, what TJ's always said, said about like ring rust, it's not like it's been forever since he's fought, but there is definitely something about being uh, ready, like uh, you yeah. know, Aljo has. But man, when I've seen footage of TJ training for this man. He looks good. Insane, man. He looks ridiculously good. So, I mean, like, uh, in terms of competitive, and, and I don't know, this might flame me for it, but if I had to pick between the two, the top fight in the main event and this event, as for which one's going to be more competitive, I, in my mind, I feel this is going to be a more competitive fight wow. than the first, than uh, Makachev. So, you've got Islam just going out there just smashing, not smashing them, Not smashing them, but I mean... It's either going to go – I think there's the the much more potential for the fight to go one way or the other in that particular fight. I think Islam's either going to go out there and do what he does or Charles is going to go out there and smack, and catch him with does. that and do what he does. <laughs> this one has is much more even, I think, between the two of them. I think neither, neither one of these guys is just going to immediately go out there and just – I don't think, uh, you know, even though why I, I give TJ a lot of credit for his power – I think while he can hurt Aljo, Aljo will recover from it unless he gets him with over and over. I just kind of feel like overall when I look at these two, this one has the makings to be, I think, more competitive because they're more evenly matched in the sense of neither one of them is so con- completely strong in one particular area that it's going to completely overwhelm the other one. Interesting. You know, I think Islam, with what he can do with his ground game stuff, I think he can completely overwhelm opponents. Same with Oliveira. He has good striking, but when he gets on the ground, can completely overwhelm his opponents. I think I think TJ and Aljo are just much more closely matched. I think it usually comes down to who wears down their opponent more so, and then the rest of their game overtakes them. I like it. I like it. I see what you're saying. I All could right. be completely crazy. Let me ask you where you feel the competitive level is on this because – This one's tough. Peter Yan and Sean O'Malley. <laughs> I, look, look, I, I'm sorry. That I look like the crazy person in in, in our – and I'll, I'll let you set it up, but like when it comes in terms of our staff picks – You win O'Malley? I win O'Malley. Uh, bro, I, this line to me at plus 255 – It seems Has crazy. been it jumping seems, out yeah. to me from the start. I, bro, I, I, I kind of support you there, man. And, again, it's hard to, to go against Peter Yan when, yeah. when you think about how good he is. But when you think about Sean O'Malley, man, I just think about, okay, you know, Peter Yan, just that insane striker. Or like, are you yep. gonna, I think Sean O'Malley can match Sean the O'Malley's speed. I think he can striking. match the movement. I think yep. he's, he's, got, he's got, you know, better length. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he's going to have that advantage there. So, I'm – I'm with you, man. Yeah. I think I'm with you on that. I, it, it's it's. It was the jujitsu and the <sighs> that kind of swung it yes. for me, and I just uh, it was crazy because I 
you know, I didn't, this is one of the ones I didn't really look at the odds beforehand because sometimes I look at the odds and sometimes it sways me and I don't want, the, I didn't want it to sway me. I want to just let the the past couple fights weigh in on it and what the overall skill set. And I just feel like, like you said, I mean, Jan's got just great, stupid power and he's got great striking, but O'Malley's got these angles and weird shit that he comes out with this striking that just catches people. But his jujitsu is is fantastic. Yep. I mean, when if he's able to get a hold and just get guys down, man, he just gets shit. We've seen him submit guys that you know at different submission matches that I was just like, wow, I didn't know his ground game was that good, you know. So I mean, I could be silly when I started looking at our staff picks heavily, heavily. Yawn. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't remember if I saw anybody else pick him out. Might, you might be on an island by yourself. I might be on an island You're on Sugar myself. Island? I'm on Sugar <laughs> Island. And it's a colorful motherfucking island, and it smells like weed. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, so I'm going to be honest Are you, you. you going to pick up? I mean, I know you guys are getting ready to start your picks, and you're the only person picking over there. Uh, are you are you willing the, to say that you're you're O'Malley? This would be a t- this would be a tough one. This would be tough because, and this is the hard part of of the picks contest, right? Is like when you start getting late in the year, yeah. and you start playing the game. And I think it's really dangerous to play the game about well, if I just pick what everybody else is, you know what I mean? Because yeah. then I think you start really second guessing yourself and being dialed in on fights. Yeah. Um, but I I would think it might affect me where I said, but you know what? I think I might. I think I might. I, I just. This Maybe is, that's crazy, man. But I think I, I would go Sean O'Malley, man. I, I think hope, I would go Sean O'Malley. You know, because just like like you said, this is one of those ones where you can almost pad your lead, or I give it up. You know, right. like the number two guy, which is Abby right now. Uh, Got to give it up for the video guy. Shout guys. out to the video team. <laughs> Shout out to the video team. Uh, he picked two different ones that I did not pick on this one. And uh, and what's the lead right now? Uh, five. Five. So it could go. It could it go could, as low as three, it or it could be, get as it high could be as seven, three, or it could be as high as seven. Wow. I'm hoping on seven. But the the two difference was uh, this one. I took O'Malley, and we'll talk about it uh, in a little bit. Yep. But uh, was Chukagian against uh, Manon Furo? Uh, Which way did you go? I did not take Chukagian. It took Furo. Oh, that's a dude. That's another tough one too. Because listen, man. I, I, okay, so meaning meaningful, meaningful fight. Kaylin Chukagian versus Manon Furo. I've been high on Manon Firo since yeah. I first saw her. I think she's the real deal. And to be honest with you, that's another one where picks, my pick is probably Manon Firo, right? But that's another one where you realize who you're picking against. You're picking against Caitlin Chukagian, who beats right. everybody beats except everybody. the champion. You know yeah. what I mean? And I know that she gets hate and people don't yeah. like her and people don't like her style and all that. She's like the perennial contender. That's she's it. always right there. But but I, I do believe – Manon Firo has championship potential in here. Now, obviously, that means you've got to beat Valentina Shevchenko, which is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, so I would probably side with you. So you went Firo, and he went Chukagian. Yep. A lot of people. A, a lot, lot of people of, went, a lot of went Chukagian. Well, you know what I like to I see? Really I like to see the respect for Chukagian. I like to see the respect for Chukagian. I do, too. And I think I probably would have in other cases, I probably would have. And I think I have picked for her in a lot of other ones. But this is like one of those ones, I mean, I think just watching Manon lately, it was just like, wow, she's just on the rise. And I, she's, I mean, well, they're both fun in interviews. Sometimes you just – somebody says something fun in the interview. Like, all right, I'm going to ride her for coattails for a while, you know. And it just happens to be her right now. I mean, like, no offense to Chukagian because I think she's still a stud of a fighter. She is. I just think in this one um, – 
I don't want to say it's not her time. I just I feel like she's going up against another person Rose that's just the shooting, to the, shooting to the top. I, yeah. uh, I will say shout out to Jakagian for uh, and and I'm sure she knew this was the matchup they were going to give her. But when she yeah. was like that French chick can get it, I thought that was uh, yeah. I thought that was awesome. But yeah, yep. you know what? She's getting it. The, the, <laughs> she's getting it. Uh, yeah, I, I like Menno Fioro a lot, and I, I really do. And I don't want to take away from Kayla Jakagian, but it does feel like Menno Fioro is kind of like that that new generation of uh, I don't want to say a Caitlin Chukagian. I mean Chukagian has um, a lot of a lot of grappling that we don't see, but when you t- when you think about the speed and the power and the movement and everything on the feet and yep. and, and, and you know kind of that karate style or whatever, um, I kind of like Furo as well. So I kind of I kind of side with you there. Um, the- She's given up a little bit of height difference, a little bit of reach, two inches on the reach and a, an inch on height. But granted, that doesn't really mean much or, or an inch or two on height. But boy, I hadn't seen them stand side by side yet. I didn't realize that. I mean, I think I think Chukagan's going to look a decent bit bigger, at least height yeah. wise. But I mean. We've seen tons of smaller fighters. Of you course. Know, and I think – Caitlin's looked like that against people that she's lost as well. Yeah. In fact, uh, I think against uh, – when she fought Shevchenko, she looked like the bigger fighter. Of mm-hmm. course, she looked bigger when she fought Andrade. Didn't help her in either Didn't one help. of those cases, yep. you know. Um, yeah, I mean, she lost to Jessica I too. It's crazy. It, 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 is, it is, though, when you look – like, look, <laughs> the losses – Jessica Andrade, champ. Valentina Shevchenko, champ. You're right. The split decision of Jessica I stands out, but it was a split decision. Yeah. And then the other one, Liz Carmouche, a split decision Carmouche way back in 2016. Yeah. And look at what Carmouche is still accomplishing still, to this day. You know what I mean? Beating, still beating the ladies out there. She's an absolute stud. So it does seem – it's a tough one. That It's like, why yeah. why am I picking against Chukagian? But That's the thing. If, if we're wrong, it's not like I'll be sad, and it's not like I'm like, oh, you know, her opponent just – you know, my own had a bad night. No, it's like Chukagian does what Chukagian does, man. man. You, oh, I, I, don't, I don't want to say this, man, because but if for whatever reason Abby does pick up these two picks on you, you're gonna look back at this and realize you picked against two people ranked number one in their division. Yeah, Jan is number one and Chukagian is number one. But I'm with you. But if I, I don't but, but if I'm right, then they're like, then, that's why he's the champ th- that year. That's why he was the champ this you're year. You're right. This could be. I mean, did USC 280 just get more exciting or not? Because the <laughs> MMA junkie stat picks pivotal, pivotal. pivotal this is a big moment. Pivotal right here. in our quest as the MMA Roadshow to have a three-year so domination. Close to be in the first two. Because you won the year before me, right? And then I won. One? Uh, or was there no, a year Simon. in between? Oh, so I won, okay. and then I took second place, and then so you there won. wouldn't be. Oh, there would. So it wouldn't be a three-year no. run of domination. You know the MMA Simon Roadshow Head franchise. But you know what? Simon Head's Roadshow too, as far as I'm oh, concerned. There you go. Simon Head's Roadshow. We're going for a fourth consecutive fourth. year. Of <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like uh, it. I love it. All right, hey, let's talk about Darius and Gamrod as well, because here's another one that I think, and again, I think that's what's so compelling about this card. Big yep. names, but there's a lot of times when a card has big names, but you're like, pretty sure I know how this is going. Pretty sure I know how this is going. Pretty sure I know how this is going. Uh, pretty I don't- sure I'm, I'm, I'm picked against a lot of the higher-ranked people. So did you go Gamrod here? I did. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I don't blame you. But uh, I know, but Darius, I, I think want- the last time I picked against Darius, I was like, that was stupid, Ken. <laughs> Because he looked better than ever, and I now want, that I, now that I remember win. it, I'm like, oh. I, 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 I think, dude, Gamera kind of he got a not like he got he got a, he had a really close one his last one oh. if I remember right, and like not I can see where a lot of people are like, oh, he shouldn't have won that one. Whereas Darius right. went out there and but Sarukin is also a beast as well. Yeah, so I mean, still it was Darius a very very close fight. Ferguson, it was Diego Ferreira before that, Hot Sauce before that, man, I, and. 
how can you not just love Darius? In terms of like what you want a fighter that represents uh, the brand, a person that seems like a good father, a person that seems like a good husband, just all has, this other always stuff. Always has good energy, man. You talk, always. you talk to him, and you just feel better about life and I better. Do. I'm you know like, I mean? you know, shoot, I could be a, you know, I think for my job because I get to meet people like this. You know, like he's just a, he's a good dude. I mean, like. Um, you want the best things for him, so I kind of feel bad that I picked against him. Um, but <laughs> He's like, I want the best for you, but the best for me is to win the pick, so I'm going <laughs> <Yeah>. against you. <laughs> uh, no, dude, that was competitive, too. And and listen, and Benil, I think, is completely underrated all the time, but yeah. I do believe Gamrot is an absolute stud. Um, I feel... You know, Darius doesn't you know doesn't get the Mahasha fight that he wanted to have because of the injury uh, doesn't get the backup role he thought he was going to get. You know, can, it's it's always that guy that like when people start rattling off the names at the top of the division, they don't rattle off his name. You right. know what I mean? So it's just like perennially kind of disrespected <laughs> and overlooked. And and yeah, I would love for him to win this fight. Um, he might go out there with a big chip on his shoulder because of that as well. Which you know, and this is this is. This fight for sure was one that I I was like on the fence. This, you know, we still have the right. Uh, I'll whip to Friday, you know, before before that fight night to switch it. Depending on how he looks the rest of the weekend, depending on how they look on um, weigh in day, which weigh ins I think I could will still, be tomorrow night around it. 10 p.m. Thursday yeah. night around 10 p.m. for us here in the Pacific time zone. So uh, you'd still have all day Friday, or at least the Friday morning, to kind of get. I'll some probably thought. stay where I'm at, but man, I do remember feeling after that last one, I was just like, uh, "Is Mateusz really all that?" <laughs> I know he's a badass, but I'm like, there were just glimpses. I was like, "Man, did that? Did I? Did I buy into the hype?" This is one of those ones where he has to be on his complete game because Benil is nothing but at the top of his game. I mean. There was a reason why that guy could be the backup for the title because he's completely deserving of being in that position. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why I picked against him. <laughs> You're second guessing that. Yeah, one. I am now. I'm starting. To, I'm starting to second guess myself. I'm. Yeah, I'll just have to see how they do on the on the way. And plus, now I'm just like. But this was one uh, that Abby actually picked the same one as me, so this one isn't in jeopardy in that sense. Uh, so I'd hate to give him a third fight that could possibly overtake me if I switch pick to Darius and say Mattel come out there and does what I think he's gonna do. Um, that's why it sucks to the end of this year. It's like, can we just get to the end of the year? I know. I just want to get to the end of the year. The year I won, I was doing picks. the same thing. I was like, bro, just I, you know, actually, you know what? so many the, picks. You know what? The, There's so many picks. The year man. that I won, I just basically started turning mine in first, like just so I didn't even have to think about it. Like, as soon yeah. as, I mean, like I would just make sure mine was first. I didn't have to look at anybody else's picks and then start second guessing myself. I'm gonna have to look up. I'm gonna look up the rec. I am 175 and 92. This year, this the the readers are one sixty four and ninety eight. I'd have to look to see what that percentage is, um, but it's a pretty good percentage. One seventy sixty sixty five and a half percent, so sixty six percent. That's not too shabby. It's not bad. What is that? Two out of three? So I get two out of three. Right? <laughs> wow, you're really good at math. I'm not very really good, good at math. At fractions, Did bro? I tell you when I was in? Uh, so when I went to college, uh, you know, like typically for bachelors, you have to do all these, you know. What is it? Trigonometry or geometry or whatever. Um, when it got to the finer, uh, the later parts of math, uh, being a Bachelor of Arts, there was the opportunity to do math for liberal arts. <laughs> so we did stuff like electoral, the the formulas that work on electoral college and all this other stuff. So we didn't have to do the crazy whatever. And I was like, think. God, <laughs> I am not a mathematician. I'll be the first to tell you I struggle with math. If I if I like it and I get it, 
I, I like it, but math was just never one of those subjects where I was just like, eh. I went, I went, uh, when I was, when I was going to lead junkie, I went through, uh, all the staff picks so I could find them all just yeah. to see my all time. So the year I won, which was 2021. So last year, uh, I was 212 and 118 on the year. So I was 64.24% on the good. year, 64% on the year. But all time, listen, we started picking in 2013 and from 2013 to 2021, I was 1,325 and 792, uh, so we picked – so this is a, a, a cross-section of over 2,100 fights that we picked during that stretch, and I was at 62.59%. That's a hell of a percentage. That's not bad. Over 2,100 fights, that's not a bad stretch. Right? That's pretty That's pretty darn good. There's uh, a reason why the bookies follow you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now have I actually played any money? Yeah. It's so funny because I, I don't, well, I don't bet. Well, speaking of, and now fighters are not going to be allowed to bet on themselves. There's no way anybody – is going to try to enforce that. Well, that, well that's going to say, how do you track it? How do you enforce that kind of thing? I guess it's... it's. You're just going to have to not be blatant and like post that's your it. picks. You know, don't in your post-fight interviews, post your don't tickets. say about how you bet your salary on it. You know, don't do stuff like that. You know, like they'll just have to be smart about it. But yeah, I mean... Kind of like you would never say that like, bro, I had staff and I still fought tonight. Oh and then, <laughs> As he was saying that, I was like, uh... Isn't that like a red flag? <laughs> I was like, what is he saying right now? I love the same thing. I love Ilya Latifi, but I was like, why are you saying this right now? I was, I was surprised. Like, that, oh. But to your point, I just I, I think unless somebody comes out and says something like this is very much just a cover your ass scenario for the UFC. There's it's gotta no be, you know, way. just to look good. How can you not have a policy in place where you don't want your athletes to bet on right. themselves? And I, I that exactly. just makes a hundred percent sure. The only the only way that I would ever have an issue with betting is if you bet against yourself. Right. That's it. If you bet against yourself, you know what I mean? They're like, you can bet, but you have to submit your tickets. We can make sure that you're not betting against yourself. Yeah, I, I just don't believe that the UFC has any desire to enforce this whatsoever. I no. think it's going to have to be a situation where the only time it gets brought up is if somebody says something like that, like I placed all my money on myself, or like somebody posts a picture of their winning ticket on yeah. social media. I think, I think the only way that this ever gets enforced is if the UFC has their hand absolutely forced and they have no choice but to do something about it but then Dana, Dana just be like they're fighters guys come on it's fighting they f they go out there and they punch their face what are, what are we supposed to do with them what are we supposed to do with them it's not like they don't already have an athletic you know athlete code of conduct that seems to kind of go out the window on occasion <laughs> they just add this to the list unless this is something that they they're gonna make enforced by uh uh NSAC or something nah. you know I don't. I wouldn't think. I would think they would keep it internal. But yeah, I, I think. I think you're right. I think it's more of a, a a good PR move more than anything else. They got a lot better th uh, things on uh, to pay attention to when it comes to a fight. You know, whether they're taking things they shouldn't be taking, whether they're taking something to enhance, whether they're, you know, cutting corners. Do they have a fucking staff infection before they go in there and fight? <laughs> you know, all those other sort of things that can really affect the person that's opposite of them. Um, ultimately, when it boils down to it, I mean betting is harmless i mean like unless somebody's actively going in there but that goes you know most of these fighters aren't gonna they're never gonna go in there one they don't want to jeopardize their record because they don't want to lose their place in the ufc um and if they're betting on themselves to win who fucking cares every day you go for a new job every time you go in you, you're betting on yourself to do something great every day everybody bets on themselves to go in there and perform good 
you know, why not be able to augment your, your wallet like if a little you were to bit? walk away from a guaranteed position that you had had for years and years because you were struggling to take on some additional things that yeah. interested you that <laughs> somebody in your in, in your life was making it difficult and you decided you would be betting on yourself yeah, that's, that, that, that I like things that. will be better that's in a right. new situation. I mean, if anybody could relate to anything like that. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yeah. It sounds like a story I've heard uh, once. But, yeah, I don't think anybody's important. Look, dude, we could keep breaking this thing down, but uh, I, I won't. But, Bilal Muhammad, I mean, Bilal Muhammad, Sean Brady, that's a phenomenal fight, man. That's another one, too. Sean Brady, undefeated yep. stud. Bilal Muhammad, a guy that continually gets doubted, that wants to show the world. Who, By the way, you know, a lot of people were saying, hey, man, what, you know, Habib's going to be in Bilal's corner. How do you think that affects things? I don't think it affects it for shit. No, but he's what in I, the corner. He's, he's in the not corner. in the ring. But what I will, but I will say, the fact that um, they spent time training in that camp, you know what I mean? Of like, you're 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 with Habib and you're with Islam as they're getting. I mean, to to be training with Islam and that group of guys as you're getting ready for Sean Brady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you were getting ready for some, uh, you know, Muay Thai specialist or something, I'd be like, well, that didn't really help you. But right. you're getting ready for Sean Brady, and you're training with Islam and the, and all the Russian wrestlers. Like, yep. yeah, yeah, that probably helped you quite a bit. So yep. the Habib in the corner thing, I don't think will be a big thing, but the fact that he was there and, and preparing there could be big. So uh, Mahmoud Morgan. Who are you picking that? Who are you picking in that one? Just because you had to bring it up. This is the only one I'll ask uh, out of the rest of these prelims. You know what? I, I think I go Bilal on that one. Did you? I think I go Bilal on that one. I think I went Brady. Even though, even though dude, it doesn't count for staff picks, and I'm not, but and, I think and, I went towards Brady. And it would be much easier because I, you know, I, I got to see Sean Brady when I'm out on the East Coast. You know yeah. what I mean? I see him a lot, and I and I got faith in Brady. But this is one of those situations too: the layoff, the experience, the yeah. again. I think what honestly, I think I was leaning Brady until I did realize how much time Bilal spent with Habib and Islam and all that camp. How and much I'm time like, was it? Uh, a couple of weeks out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, a, a good way to. Enough time to, you know, yeah. for something to really sink in. To really get that grind, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like he's learning wrestling from scratch, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, and it wasn't like, hey, he showed up at our gym and then we got, we got like two hours of work in. Yeah, no, like we're <laughs> in camp together. And, you know, with that group, dude, like. That's Two all weeks, they man. do. That's like that's like a fourth of a, a typical camp. That's all know? they do. That's a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, that's a decent amount. Mahmoud Muradov versus Kyle Wahio. I love that fight, man. That's a great yeah. one there. Volkan Uzdemir versus Nikita Krylov that could be, be absolutely crazy. Zubaira is back against Lucas Almeida. Abu Bakar is back uh, against Gatsi Omar Gatsiev. Armin Petrosian. Uh, they're going to have a is, lot man. of fun oh. with that fight. Uh, <laughs> announcers are just going to be, be like, hating it. They're going to be like, Gio, good job. Yeah, and, exactly. And it's gonna or Nermit, Nermit, at least they're used to saying that one. It's going to be Abby and Gadzi, dude. That's the go Abby and Gadzi. Petrosian Dobson could be explosive. Mohamed Mokayev, I mean, if you're not sold on Mokayev, dude, this dude absolutely looks like the real deal. Biggest favorite on the card over Malcolm Gordon, who Malcolm Gordon, after some setbacks, has come back and, and looked good. But Mokayev is just, I mean, he just really absolutely seems like the real deal. Yeah. And it starts out with Hosa and Landsberg. So. Yeah, definitely the mm -mm -mm fight of the night. <laughs> I mean, that could easily be a uh, main event for my heart. That's <laughs> How do you not love Lena Landsberg? Such a cheese wall, dude. <laughs> such a cheese wall.
I love it. Uh, all right, by the way, so listen, all the talk in the world is about uh, USC 280, and rightfully so. Cannot wait for that card. Early in the morning, it's that special start time. Uh, I was talking to our man, speaking of Simon Head earlier, I was talking to our man Simon Head earlier today. We were just chatting it up a little bit. He was saying it's actually a pay-per-view over there because it's in like normal oh, really? time. Since it's in like prime time <laughs> for them. Suck it, It's England. a pay-per-view for England. So I, I, I heard wondering. it was because the queen died. They finally were just like, no more breaks. The, the queen was the queen, always, the, the, the queen, queen had always <laughs> said, we don't do a pay-per-view. <laughs> He's like, yes, was, your majesty. Was that really supposed to be an English accent that I just did? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's royalty. She can have whatever she wants. They're not no pay-per-views. I bequeath you to not have pay-per-views in my country's boundaries. Damn, it's amazing that you were able to get that audio before she was gone. I thought those, were, she, I thought I, those were closed door meetings yeah, when the producer was able yeah, to secure it. No. Uh, I did want to mention uh, Friday night uh, and, and Friday morning as well, but one championship is doing another uh, prime, another back to back. But yeah, Friday night is the prime video one. And look, the main event John Lineker versus Fabricio Andrade. Uh, Bantamweight title is online. Two Brazilian sluggers is just going to get out there and absolutely go after it. Uh, so looking forward to that one. Uh, you've got a, the co-main event is a Muay Thai world title, which that means the four-ounce gloves. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. And then Cater Utolo, who uh, just picked up gold at ADCC, who submitted everybody at ADCC en route to winning the title there. Um, he'll actually be challenging against a uh, multiple-time Sambo world champion uh, for the one lightweight submission grappling world title. So uh, Friday night, definitely worth uh, watching. I want to say it's 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe. So that five, is correct. 5 o'clock our time here in the Pacific time zone. Uh, but that, that one championship card is definitely worth a look. I mean, they say throw John Lineker against it. Basically, John Lineker, and if you haven't been following the build of this, Fabricio doesn't have nearly the experience that he does, but Fabricio's been calling him out. He's bigger, stronger, uh, and says, look, I mean, I'm kind of the, the, the new generation. I'm heavy-handed. So it's, it's two Brazilian knockout artists, man. And, and, you know, Lineker, though, just obviously has – a ton, ton more experience. So, um, a one card that's definitely worth checking out. And again, yeah, it's, and it, and as well as this one uh, to start it off the the evening, Leah Bivens and Noel Grandjean. That's definitely worth checking out. That's on. I, I, I had a feeling. Yes. I had a feeling you'd be interested <laughs> in that matchup. I mean, she might be O and O, but she is one and O in my heart easily, <laughs> and her competitor is right there with her. It's funny, like. Uh, one championship sent a message to um, to Junkie like, hey, you know, I know she. this is a prospect. She's trying to go in, but we're trying to round up some interviews. And uh, Simon, uh, the managing editor, posted it to the group. And he's like, I, I know guys short notice, blah, 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 blah. Does somebody want to pick this up? And I was like, <laughs> me? <laughs> I was like, if you really want, I can fly out and probably do like a, a follow like, along Cole or Coffee something. never has done an interview <laughs> ever. Until this one. That's great. But, yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah. but listen, I, I think, you know, this goes to, to the point of what I've been saying about where I think one is in a good place right now because, I mean, Lineker versus Andrade in the main event is a great good main fight. event, right? But then when you back that up with two of the best strikers on earth in four-ounce gloves, you know, two of the best grapplers on earth, including one that just won ADCC gold, I mean, like, you're, you're, you're no longer just trying to find – you know, in one sport, and you're actually able to take the absolute best. So, um, yeah. If anything else, they're established them themselves as the that the like the variety show, yeah. the variety combat show. They're they're calling themselves now the largest martial arts organization on the earth, and I'm like, 
That's actually I true. That's actually true. Like that's not just hyperbole. Like you're not a mixed martial arts organization. You're a martial arts organization. Yeah, so I like it. Um, yeah. Anyway, card worth they checking out. They are fun out. cards. They are yep, fun. And it's on. It's on prime time. Uh, did want to get did want to get your take on the uh, the power slap that will now be legalized. <laughs> By the way, the work I know that originally the working uh, thing had been Dana White's power slap league. I'm told the actual name that they're going with now is simply power slap. So it's no longer Dana White's oh. name associated with it. It's just power slap. Um, and and it's been interesting because I've seen a lot of blowback, man. A lot of people being like, I cannot believe the Nevada Commission is is allowing this to happen, and this is this is unbelievable. And I will say, uh, I mean, look, you and I, we got to attend yeah. the, the test event. We got a chance to see this thing up front and and, and up close. And I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was great. I thought it was super entertaining. I thought the characters were hilarious. I mean, like, it's just anybody and everybody. If you have a beef with somebody, like, it was the perfect platform to settle it, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was just a lot of fun. I'm a little bummed. I thought they were going to go with uh, Dana White, slap that bitch as the <laughs> title. Um, Damn. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, no. Dana White's name will no, will not be involved in it, from what I understand, even though he is part of the uh, ownership group. But, no, but just it was a lot of slap. fun. It oh, was wow. so much fun. We got a chance to see I mean, like, watching it. beer, I mean, drinking beer and watching slap fights is like the perfect combination, more so than MMA. I mean, like MMA, I want to pay attention to everything. This, all you got to do is watch two people slap the shit out of each other. So I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about, um, you know, the, the concussion. And I will say, when I was there, I, I did ask a couple people, I'm like, do you really think this is good? Like head trauma and all like that, the thing that we're talking about right now. And the, at most, it's three hits. Right. At most, so it, right. if they stick with the if they stick with the rules that we have, which I think they've still been evolving them a little right. bit, but if they stick with the rules that we saw, it was three rounds. Right. One slap per round, at most. If and there was a certain amount of time they had to recover. Right. So you could take a good solid shot. If you can't get back up, it's done. It's done. In MMA and any other sports, I mean, boxing, that you get a 10 count. Right. In, in MMA or other things, the, the, your opponent's jumping right on you. So, I mean, if somebody would say, oh, well, this is worse than, like, a shot that's going to happen in MMA, it's, it's not really. You're, I don't think You're taking so. one shot, and then you have time to recover, and if you can get yourself up and recover, you're still in this, and then you can continue. If you can't, you're knocked out. Yep. It's considered a knockout, and you're done. And the, and the thing is – and, and – I do think it's an important part, and Jeff Mullins said it when they had the hearing, is that, like, listen, we think this stuff is going to get done. And it is. I mean, it's there's yeah. been people that, like, we think it's going to continue to get done. And if it's going to happen within the state of Nevada, we want to regulate it because they are going to send these guys to the exact same tests that yeah. all the mixed martial artists do as well. So all those MRIs, yeah. the MRAs, the brain scans, all that stuff, they're all going to get monitored. If it's not sanctioned, it's not commissioned – Anybody can look. The USC and and the people involved in this did not have to try to go get the Nevada State Athletic Commission involved in this. They didn't need to. Yeah, they could have just done it. Right. I don't think it's a bad thing that they got it. I think it's a good thing because now, if we're all worried about head trauma, and I get it, I asked the same question, but then when I watched it and I realized, I mean, it is only three shots, like at most, and if you can actually spin them at that point, if you can be like. Dude, you're not, and now you, now you, if you do this, you can't go box, you can't go, you know what I mean? Like, you are suspended from the Nevada right. State Athletic Commission. I think it's a good thing. And the yeah. next time you compete, you're going to have to take a brain stand. If it turns out you took too much damage. So, I don't know. I just, I've just, just found like it the, very weird that everybody's been like, oh, I cannot believe the Athletic Commission. Like, dude, 
what we do, like, this sport is violent. Like, mixed martial yeah. arts is violent. If you're going to pretend like it's some gentlemanly game yeah. out there, like, it's not. Take my glove off and slap you yeah, in the face. Oh, it's dangerous. And so yeah. at least if it's going to get medical testing and they're going to have to go through this, I actually – I applaud the commission and I and I applaud, honestly – the group for bothering to do it, and, I, and yeah. you know, now listen. If you want to start looking, okay, well, why did they get the commission involved? Well, what they by getting the commission involved, they know that nobody else is going to come into Nevada and do it because they're not going to go to the expense of having you know doctors on hand and you know what I mean. Like well, that was going to say that have, was like that's the big part right there too. Like taking it to the commission, they're they're taking it up a whole nother level. That's putting it to the same extreme as a UFC fight. There's going to need to be ambulances on 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 hand. They're, like the doctors nearby, they're going to be a, a need. The whole chain of command, Your the chain of custody. Just went through the roof. Yeah, I mean, like you're going to make sure. All right, well, if this person's, you know, say taping the wrist or they're taping whatever, you know, how do we know for sure there's nothing, you know, underneath that tape? Well, because, we have, that? because we have trained inspectors that watched inspectors it. that watched it. Yep. You know, like there was that recent, you know, that uh, we saw where there was a, a charity boxing event that happened oh. at UNLV. A, a, a student died. Twenty years old. But there were still people that were like. How do we know what happened with the gloves? Did anybody check the gloves? You know, what was blah, blah, blah. Like the chain of command was broken. So everybody had all these questions. By bringing this in, regardless of whatever, yeah, they're, they're staking their you claim to it. find out, like, the, it, the official that in the, in the ring that night had been, been drinking, drinking and stuff. You know, and people were saying, like, oh, there was cocaine in the place. That shit's not going to happen yep. if the commission's there. Yes, any bar at on any corner of any street could have a slap fight <laughs> pop up on any particular night. This And, and people find it entertaining. Of course, yes, it's a business. They're going to make money. But if you're going to do it, at least give the competitors uh, a safer environment to do it. And if people wonder, you know, yes, anybody can, can do this. You're right. You know, you look at mixed martial arts. You look at the martial arts in general. These athletes are absolute physical specimens. They've been training nonstop. When we watched it that night, it looked like they were just straight people that are just used to brawling. In fact, the hardest slap Maybe the hardest and most effective slap that we saw, at least that I remember that night, was from one of the smallest guys. Yeah. He generated the most power, the most speed, and he had the most personality and they said, character. And they said, if you remember, they said that because they did a closed door event and they did an event where they had us at it. Yeah. And they said that dude knocked somebody out of the other one in one slap. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think people, when they see that, I think people like us, diehards, that people that just like combat sports and they like characters – are going to absolutely love this. Yep. Will they maybe run out of those, you know, tier one characters right. that just have a huge backstory or whatever? Yeah, but that happens in MMA as well, you know. But you, but you, and and I, and I think too is remember this. Like, I don't think this is for us, bro. This, you know what right. I mean? Like, they're trying to. This is TikTok generation. This is yeah. short And, and you, are they going to run out of characters? It's going to be hard, right? I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. But I think about it like. How many like random clips of just random violence do you see on like Instagram where it's just All like time. it's just some random ass but street fighter, some random yeah. Put it on put it on Fight Pass and I I would want to purchase Fight Pass. Do what would I ever purchase a pay per view to watch a slap fight? No. No. But if it's part of a subscription you know, where you're looking for unique content that somebody could buy into I think it's perfect. I was way more entertaining than I thought I would be. I was so entertained. It's something about especially like that tension of like they're like counting it like one. Yeah. But it definitely, like it definitely, but it definitely still felt like it was a work in progress. At that point, it still yep. was a work in progress. So I'm looking forward to see what the the later iteration of what this is going to be. But I was highly, highly entertained with what we saw that night. I mean, it I was crazy. I had fun. It was crazy. And like I said, look, it's and, and I get it. I get all the understanding. I've heard, oh, but you can't. There's no defense. So if there's no defense, like I mean, you're just encouraging brain trauma. 
That may be true, but dude, there's brain trauma happening in combat sports regardless of whether you can defend it or not, you know? True. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of glad the commission's in, I mean, I'm not kind of glad. I mean, I, I think this stuff is going to happen anyway. Yeah. So, I'm glad the commission's involved in it. I'm surprised they're catching heat. Yeah. Fuck them. Haters. 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 <laughs> Come here so I can slap them. <laughs> we got our first matchup set up. Oh, man. All right. It's a busy weekend. Uh, like you said, 280 is what it's all about. But I would say uh, if you can carve out some time on Friday night to catch one, I think you got some really fun matchups in there to check on one championship as well. So um, shout out to everybody that's over there. Again, follow Abu Abs Talks. Uh, certainly, uh, we appreciate him putting in the work. And, of course, if you like what you listen to here, make sure you log in. Make sure you rate us, review us. We always appreciate all that support. And, of course, if you can take your game to the next level, patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, where for as little as $3 a month, you can sign up to help support the show. And, of course, uh, you will get exclusive access to the and a half episodes that we do after every UFC event, as well as a direct line to myself and Cold Coffee. Yeah. More of a direct line to Cold Coffee these days uh, <laughs> as I'm running a one-man shop over. But, hey, now, now you know, Cody Merrill's helping me out a little bit. We got a bull in here. So I- I'm starting to maybe earn back some of my time a little bit, and hopefully I can engage with the audience a little bit more. But for now, Cold Coffee will definitely be there for you. Well, when you do get back over there, you have to make sure you send James or Cali Gold 323 a big hello for jumping on Cali board Gold. at the ten dollars star level, what? you are the man. Ten, hey, ten dollars, man. You, you got you. I'll give you my phone number, yeah, man. You can just, call me up. Just call him up and say what's Anytime. up. Anytime. And we're gonna give props to Adam Snowball who re uh, re up for the uh, yeah. yearly. Oh, for the year. For the year. So Would you get a little discount. You get a discount. Thank you, Adam That's Snowball. That's a smart man, right there. He's been a, a prior supporter who had to step yeah. away for a little bit. Now he's back in the game. He's so back in the game. Certainly appreciate that. And yeah, uh, I mean, and that's and that's the thing. You know, you guys can do the uh, do the yearly one. It's like a ten percent discount, fifteen percent off yeah. i think or something like that so smart people we have listening to us yeah. but yes welcome to the fold cali gold 323 or james which is his email so he's uh, a problem but i'm like do i call, like, do, are we supposed to call you by your username <laughs> i mean didn't, he didn't put his he put cali gold 323 like, why are you blowing up the spot bro i didn't want anybody to know my name is james <laughs> my bad my bad cali cali gold he sounds like a stripper are you a stripper <laughs> he's like i'm just straight stripping straight stripping <laughs> 323 days out of the year. The rest, I'm off. <laughs> Cali Gold. That, that sounds like it could be a strip a strip club. Sierra Gold, but in Cali. I like okay. it. I like it. Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. We always appreciate that. We love that stripper money. There. We like, we oh, like we'll the, take we stripper like money. Singles. We like the singles. Hey, I got no complaints whatsoever, <laughs> man. We appreciate it. Hey, last thing I, I do want to give a shout out, especially because I just think it times in so well. Uh, you know, all this talk about um, you know Conor McGregor and, and what's going on with this testing and all that I mean and I've laid out what I think about it so if, if you want to hear that opinion you know check out the old shows and, and I'll just say just make sure we get six months of testing but uh, I just want to say John Hathaway your long lost relative uh, <laughs> picking up the win this past weekend uh, first fight since March 2014 and awesome. kudos to him because I mean uh, you know the man has been through a lot to get back to to fighting but I will say, and again, I, I I made it clear last time, just to, to be clear as I say it this time, I, I, you know, for Conor McGregor not being tested, I have no issue with it. I want to make sure that when he comes back, we see six months of testing because that's what happens if you leave the pool and re-enter the pool, which I tend to believe is probably what's going on. I have nobody's commenting on it. Nobody will admit that, but I just, just, I just don't think there's any other way he's not tested. So I want to see six months of testing. But with all that said, John Hathaway never left the testing pool. And I think that is a, a testament to him to That's say, awesome. you know what I mean, that I'm battling through all this stuff, but I'm going to continue 
to, to make sure that I stay in there and that I'm eligible to test and was tested, you know, was tested along the way. And I, I just think that's pretty cool that he's like, no, I'm staying in there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm keeping myself eligible. I want to continue to prove that I'm a clean athlete. And uh, I don't know. I just think it deserves some kudos. Uh, we could that. be related. To my, my 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 part of the family that uh, came from my Hathaway line did come from over uh, in Glau- Gloucester, 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 whatever. Yeah. Every time I say it, Abby and them they laugh they at just me laugh or whatever. At you. But uh, it's, if, it's if no cockfosters. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, it's roughly uh, where he's listed at, and Brighton is just like a hundred miles away. It's like four or five hours so, wait, from the Hathaway it clan. Quite possibly the, the be Hathaway. from the Hathaway clan. You, my guys look a, you guys look a lot alike, man. I mean, there's a lot. Of- <laughs> well, it's funny, even though I don't, I know my, it's not like my parents named it, but uh, my actual brother's name is John as well. That's <laughs> so, right. So it's kind of funny. The first time I saw that uh, back when I worked for the USC, I was like, no way. But yeah, I mean, there is something. Uh, I'm sure we are distant, distance, homie cousins. <laughs> Well, we have that same fighting spirit. You can share in his victory and in, yes. and his his uh, As moral integrity. Do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we've wasted enough time goofing around. Uh, shout out to everybody that made the trip to Abu Dhabi. I'm happy that I didn't have to because now I'm going to go home and I'm going to kick it with my family. And uh, that's good. I just I, I'm I'm trying to take advantage of these days before my kid doesn't want to hang out with me any, anymore. But uh, November is going to be crazy. By the way, I got to get with you and figure out what the hell our schedule is going to be because I got a lot of trips in November. <laughs> a lot. Uh, but I will see you in New York. There'll just be a lot of solo shows. Well, I, well, that means that's a yeah, great so for you to volunteer gonna... to do that, man. Yeah. I think <laughs> everybody saw the all coffee shows and what a bad experiment that was. <laughs> uh, oh man, yes. All right, USC 280, one championship. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. Leah Bevins, thanks for listening. <laughs>